Sound the trumpets. It's horse racing time. Saddle up for action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code RTFP. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. 18 plus 21 plus in certain states to open or access an account and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligible restrictions apply. Voidware prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wagers within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at dkhorse.com. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented, of course, by DraftKings. I am so happy, by the way, to be home. Haven't been home since, what, Thursday? You guys that watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. You can see I'm back in my normal home setup. I'm comfortable. I'm ready. Cannot wait to get the wisdom from Sam Schwartzstein a little bit later. Or Schwartzstein, I should say. I'm going to ask him. I, don't, I actually don't know that. I think it's Schwartzstein. I'm going to ask him that. Uh, here's what I do know. Played O-line at Stanford, which automatically makes him amazing. But also, very bright guy. That's part of one of the alternate feeds for Amazon broadcast and really into analytics, which I'm really into learning more about and knowing more about just so I can present it better to the viewers and listeners when I'm calling a game. So really looking forward to talking to Sam in like a minute. I do want to make sure, though, that all of you have a chance to win any of this stuff that I'm giving out. I've got a spread the word winner via social media, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. We're looking for a few good quote tweeters. And then we, when we see the quote tweet, then we can retweet it, and it's just good for engagement. Sponsor confirmation email winner, lots of good sponsors this week. Masterworks, FitBod, AG1, of course, Labatt Blue Light. And then the YouTube shout-out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Just subscribe, make a comment. It's awesome. Really looking forward to talking about some of the news in the NFL because there's a lot. We'll get to that a little bit later. First, it's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right. I've been looking forward to this one for weeks. I actually don't know Sam, but we have a, a mutual friend that was looking to connect us and there's a lot to like uh, about Sam. I mentioned it earlier. Sam, first of all, Schwartz. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Schwartzstein. Is it Schwartzstein? You got it. It's the it's the third or fourth day of Hanukkah, so of course you can get it. It's a it's a Hanukkah miracle. That's right. That's right. I love it. Well, you know, I had a girlfriend in high school that was Mindy Pearlstein, so that's why I knew or thought it was the the Steen part of it. So love it. Awesome. 
So, Sam, before we get into anything else, because I'm really curious about the stuff that you do on the alternate feed for Amazon, as well as getting the analytics with you. But you got to give me and all of my listeners just your background first, uh, where you grew up, going to Stanford, position, and then how you got into what you're doing now. Yeah, um, so thanks for having me on, Ross. So I, I uh, my family moved to Texas when I was younger. It was mostly, you know, to go to get get into a good public school uh, there, and uh, they found football. And my family knew nothing about football, but we were in a big football town. And so that's what it be, our lives became centered around, also school. And so I got to be able to have opportunity to play football at a really high level in high school and that at South Lake Carroll, and then got to transition over to Stanford, played under Jim Harbaugh for three years, and then David Shaw for two. Um, was on the Pac-12 championship team, Rose Bowl championship team, captain of those teams in 2012-2013, uh, uh, Rose Bowl. And then I worked in tech for a little bit. I still would do content on, about football on the side because that was still my passion. I had tried to do multiple football startups um, in the tech space. Uh, and then I got opportunity to help start the XFL um, with Oliver Luck. I uh, created our rule book, our player compensation model, our, um, our on-field technology all came through. Uh, my department trying to make sure that we were innovating in, the, in a unique way. And the way I was able to separate myself from other people who'd done startup football was using data. Um, that's a big tenant in uh, Silicon Valley. It's a big tenant at Chegg, the company I worked for under Dan Rosenzweig. And it was being data-driven and how do we back every decision we make by data. And I brought that into football and it, it rubbed some people the wrong way. It was good in other ways, but you know we had great results before COVID hit in. Um, and that's how I got linked up um, after COVID happened. I was consulting for a bit, and that's how I got linked up with Amazon um, to help integrate analytics and make smarter football fans do what I did for the XFL and helping educate football fans in unique ways to now educating uh, football fans with analytics on the broadcast. So, dude, I, I love this. Like, th- this is funny because I have, like, five or six questions I was going to ask you. Literally, just from your, like, opening background there – I could do an hour interview with you right now. I am not kidding. Like, like just all of that. I mean, South Lake Carroll, uh, Harbaugh versus Shaw, and then the career stuff. I do have to ask you first. So you played O-line, right, Sam? Yeah, but I played center uh, at Stanford. Okay. So um, how, how big – what's the biggest you ever were and what are you now? On the scale, I got the 307. Um, you know, as a, as a, I was a guy who struggled with, with weight. So keeping weight on. So I, that was a little bit of water weight or Cytomax weight. That was our drink at the time at Stanford. Um, and so, but I was at 307 the most, I got down to about 228, right? Not that I'm keeping track exactly. Um, I'm probably, you know, season got me. It's a little bit of bulking season right now, but I haven't stepped on the scale during the season. So, but I'm probably around 245, 250. Got it. Awesome. Um, all right, so your parents moved to Texas for good public schools, but they happened to move to South Lake Carroll. So for those of you, we have international listeners or people that aren't into high school football. You're talking about perennially one of the 10 best high school football programs in the country. What was that like, man, both growing up there and then playing there? You know, what's funny is I didn't know any different. So to give you an idea – you know, I, I, I've, I've in the games of football I've started, I start, I've played like a, probably 100 games. I've lost six, right? And so that's not what kind of high school I had, middle school we had. You know, we ran the spread in seventh grade. Our peewee teams ran the spread. 
And then we get there, and I have an indoor practice facility. We have about 12,000-seat stadium. But I remember on my official visit to Stanford, I asked them, hey, when are you guys going to get an pra- indoor practice facility? It was 2008. We had one since 2001 at Stanford or at, at Car- or South Lake. And they were like, are you kidding me? We don't need that. I was like, what, what happens if it rains? It goes, it doesn't rain here. You know, so it was just a different world um, coming from Carroll. But I didn't know any different. I thought everyone had this. I thought 60,000 people would show up to a playoff game for other places as well. I was so in the Texas bubble um, that I didn't know that the other world uh, didn't, <laughs> didn't have the same things. Why isn't everyone's high school games on TV? That is unbelievable. Okay, so you go to Stanford. So were you there? Um, what was your what was your overlap with Andrew Luck then? Yeah, so we were the same year. Um, we were um, roommates with David DeCastro and Griff Whalen um, throughout our time there. But he, you know, those guys all left after four years. I stayed for a fifth year, um, became a champion. I, I accomplished the goal that we had all set out. So you know, they could make their millions of dollars, but you know, they can never be a Rose Bowl champion. So wait a minute. The year after Luck, Stanford won the Rose Bowl. Yeah, uh, Kevin Hogan's our T. Martin, uh, with uh, Peyton Manning leaving and then T. Martin joining Tennessee or starting in Tennessee. That that was us. That is wild. So you you lose to Castro, who's a stud. Andrew's obviously a stud. Griff Whalen, and the next year is when you guys won the Rose Bowl. That's amazing. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a really fun time at Stanford. I mean, it's a great place to go. Um, it's a great place to kind of, but like being able to be part of the turnaround and kind of go from the year before I got there, or two years before I got there, was one and eleven, until last year or until last year there, where you win the Rose Bowl, like accomplish the goal. That was that was a pretty big deal. Okay, so I, I got to ask you, like um, Jim Harbaugh, like what's the biggest in my perception? Jim Harbaugh and David Shaw are very, very different. Is that fair or unfair? Yes, one's chaos and one's repetition, though. So I wouldn't say that they're not both. Both are the, probably the most competitive guys I've ever been around, um, but show it in different ways. Uh, with Harbaugh, you never know if it was going to be a four-hour practice in training camp or you might have the night off. With Coach Shaw, it was going to be two and a half hours. It was going to be Oklahoma drill every single day. It was going to be a lot of team period every single day there was no days off so it's just it's just different versions of competitive interesting um that's wild man all right so tell me more about what you're doing now at, at amazon including the alternate feed yeah so um on the prime vision uh with next gen stats that feed that's the one i i, I primarily work on um, that's helping give fans a new way to watch football. We are super serving our customers on Amazon Prime to give them what, more of what they want. That's whether it's that high um, all 22 camera angle, whether it's on-screen graphics, or whether it's the analytics that accompany the game on our L bar and side wing that now let you see um, a little bit deeper into the game. So how do we help you see the unseen on a normal viewing experience? And that's what we're trying to do. So we have an open receiver concept we've worked with NGS and AWS to put together um, that now lets you see what which player was open on that play. So is there going to be a green dot showing up on a wide receiver and on the broadcast? Um, and then we help give a little more information about certain analytics things ab- about each team, right? So you're going to get great stuff from Alan Kirk, you're gonna get great stuff from the pre-half post guys and Carissa and but there might be a go, how do we go a little bit deeper? How do we use analytics to give you a little more behind the scenes look 
at what each team excels at or is weak at. And that's what we're going to try and give you. And and we've had great feedback about people who like different, all different aspects of what we've done so far, whether it's that camera angle, whether it's the analytics or it's on-screen graphics, but you know, we keep iterating week after week to try and give our fans uh, super serve our customers. So, um, okay. One thing that I think I'm really proud of myself that I've been able to watch the games on Amazon Prime Video all year. I'm not tech savvy. And a lot of times I have been in hotel rooms because I call college games on Saturday. So a lot of times I got to get to where I'm going on a Thursday night. So whether it's one of my laptops or my phone or whatever, I've always been able to log in on Amazon Prime Video, my wife's login, by the way, and uh, and watch the games. Um, when I log in, it just says like Jags Jets, which is tomorrow night. Like click here. And then it says watch from the start, you know, because I don't watch the pregame show a lot of times, but watch from the start or watch live. I click watch live. How do I, how does somebody or how do I get to check out what you're doing? Yeah. So when you're, whatever device you're going on, um, go to the alternate stream, uh, uh, the, the third one, it says prime vision. You'll still scroll down each week. We have, uh, three to four different broadcasts, uh, whether it's our main broadcast or Spanish broadcast, then the prime vision alternate stream, you'll see it as your third selection and then um, a rotating one. So we've had the shop with LeBron and Maverick Carter. We've had the Andrew Kramer and Hannah storm um, more like Manning cast type of um, uh, feed as well as our dude perfect stream. And so, You'll just you'll whatever whatever device you're on, you'll go down. You'll see what to select the main one, and then you'll have uh, two to three other options of which broadcast to watch. Got it. Okay, so then there's there's the Herb Street Al Michaels. Then there's the uh, Spanish language. Got that one, and then they have these alternate broadcasts like LeBron or Andre Kramer. Got that, and then you have. You are on the one that's all the analytics stuff and the green dot on the open receiver and the next-gen stats one? Yeah, and there's a uh, – Alan Kirk still do the entire broadcast for the game. Um, and then there will be intervention, whether you'll see um, different analytics on the screen or a- after the first quarter and after the third quarter. Then we'll come in and we'll give you a little bit more info on what to watch for or how the game's progressed. Dude, I might do that tomorrow night. I'm, I'm going to do that tomorrow night. So – Basically, I'm watching the same thing. Well, wait a minute. What camera angles? Am I getting different camera angles? You're getting different camera angles, which is awesome. For for a guy like you, this is the perfect feed. And I'm, I'm sure it's for your listeners, too. And I'm not just going to salesman here because we're building something for guys like us and for all fans like us. It's You're going to get the, um, the wide angle or the all-22 angle, or if you talk to officials, the all-29 angle. And uh, that's going to be one of the main things you'll have. So you'll be able to see every player on the field versus the, uh, a condensed version. Then you'll be able to get um, in like uh, short yardage situations, you'll get a high sky camera angle that'll help you see when, when they convert easier, right? So it's not always – so you can see a little bit more. In the red zone, we'll be, uh, we'll be more sky cam so that you can see that end zone the, the entire time. We're going to give different camera angles that will help the, the viewer see the game in a little bit different way than you'd see on the main broadcast. Main broadcast is still amazing. Um, uh and but you'll just be able to see those different angles and then you'll get more on-screen graphics and more data um to help you understand what to do you know how 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 this game is progressing 
Um, you'll get live win probability on the screen to let you know what what what's the chance of a team coming back. All these different aspects that whether you are a, a football junkie that watches all 22 to be able to prepare, prepare for your games, or if you are an analytics person, we're helping teach you the other side. We're giving analytics in conjunction with the all 22, and we're also giving the uh, uh, the all 22 to people that want to learn uh, more about analytics. And so it's, it's a way to every, every hardcore football fan should be watching this stream. All right. So speaking of analytics, um, I'm sure you talk to the teams at times you have a good feel for it. Uh, some teams have bigger analytics departments than others. How are they um, right now currently for the most part using analytics to help them make decisions? Yeah, so there's four main avenues for analytics to have intervention in football. And uh, it's it's talent as one side and games the other. So talent, it's talent acquisition. Who should I bring into my program? That's from free agencies, from draft. Talent development, how do I make the people in my building better, whether it's from a health and safety standpoint, a strength and conditioning standpoint. Um, it's, it's monitoring what they do in practice to see where they could have uh, a better feel and data that goes into that. The next is where fans mostly hear about it is game planning. And this is actually, well, my, this is where fans or where it's been in football forever. Football was the first analytics sport. Steve Belichick invented scouting years and years ago and be able to give tendencies on what certain teams will be able to do. You've had, I had this in middle school. What, how, how often are they in under front? How often are they in a, a, a Sam on front? How often do they run certain coverages? That's been around forever, but now we have, uh, it goes into game uh, in-game management and so that's where fans hear about it a lot on fourth down decisions of how do teams make decisions in game using analytics you know i'd probably say half the teams have someone on the coach's headset right now that will help them make those decisions but it still comes down to that coach and uh, i think what's important is what fans see on twitter is not the same type of models that it's not exactly the same type of models that you'll have in game because there is a rule against using live technology outside of what's provided by the league, which your predictive models are not, your win probability models are not provided in the league. So it's not a dynamic model. If something was to change in the game, whether a quarterback got hurt or certain players got hurt or they came in playing a bare front and they're playing a goal line 6-2, that would change how a model would want to be presented from a team perspective because they get to be as in-depth as possible. But – from a uh, from a team perspective, from an online perspective, it's dynamic. It's taking in a lot of information. The next gen stats um, decision guide takes in as much information as possible, but not every every the the models in in stadium are analog. They are on paper. They're called a book, so you have to print it out and make the decisions that way. Versus the ones that you'll see online are dynamic and live. That's that's a really good point which is essentially things happen during the game that could affect the model, but the model for the team is not able to adjust during the game to those in-game factors. So the coach has to take the information from the model and then take into account whatever he's seen or whatever factors he might deem to be especially relevant based on what's happened to that point. Right, and, and and their models coming into the game are more advanced than what someone can do online because they know what they're going to run on fourth and two, right? So, so much of this is um, how are you going to make your goal line package? So what's important for, you know, as, you know, Eagles fan, uh, 
what the what the Eagles have done is they took data to say we need to be better on fourth down. And then they created a, a package for fourth down to be the best team. They convert fourth downs at a 90% clip. Why is that? Because they did the uh, Bush push mechanic on Jalen Hurts on QB sneaks. And now they've built fly sweeps off of that. They've built fake uh, lateral. They've built laterals off of that, pitches off of that. And so they created a game, a mechanic, a game planning mechanic to be able to use fourth downs better. And data helped get them to why we need to build out this mechanic. A lot of teams have had said, hey, you know, it's one yard. We, we'll run 92 boom or lead dive or these basic plays that have been around football forever. But they use data to then be creative on how they um, uh, utilize fourth down. So that's where it's at its best because if you know you can convert a higher than league average or better or, or in the certain matchup better than you've done previous weeks because, you know, that's a different aspect of what makes the in-game models by the coaches better. Sam, this is awesome. Um, I guess my last question is how 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 else could teams use analytics that maybe they're not yet? Yeah, um, for me, I think I'd be a little more aggressive than what most teams do. But here's here's where it is. A lot of people say analytics is about information. Information to me is a, is an issue right now by calling it that in the NFL. And this might be a semantics issue, but information doesn't mean there's actually application. So there's a lot of teams that have really great analytics teams and then the teams never use that information, right? You need to be able to put insights and put and and make it that. And that's why we call it insights. We're going deeper into it. We're giving you more than just the data to help. We're helping drive decision-making. And that's how I would approach it and everything because you want to see how can data, which has affected every business in this country, right? You don't want your financial analysts to not use data when making decisions, but all of a sudden their coach can't use data when making decisions. You know, those are pretty big things that you want your someone to have as much information as possible. Go deeper with analytics in every place you can, because where data can't go is in how to motivate a team with what Dan Campbell's done. He's using fourth down more. I don't know if it's driven by analytics or not, but you can't motivate your team. And what he's done to be able to motivate his team and get his team great. That's not something that a, a spreadsheet can do. But there's a lot of stuff a spreadsheet can do. It can be more organized. It can be uh, can give you information that you can't see, can't compute all at one time. But in terms of the on-field designing the game, the plays right now, data does not do that. It does not motivate the team. Put data everywhere it can go, and then you can pour more time, more brain power into the areas that data cannot go. Sam, how can uh, how can people follow you, follow the broadcast, and learn more? Because this is awesome. Like. Not that this was your goal, um, but it's now my goal to get you on a second time at some point. This was fantastic. I'm glad we got connected. How can people follow you and the work you're doing? Yeah, so follow the Amazon at PV Sports Stats. You'll follow along during the game, and that'll give you as much information about analytics behind the scenes. You can follow me at, at Schwartzstein S um, on Twitter as well. Um, and then, you know, go when, you, when you're going to Amazon Prime this week, Go to the, uh, the the broadcast on whatever device. Go to the third stream. Click the um, uh, next-gen stats powered by AWS Prime Vision stream, the Prime Vision stream, and then you'll be able to see all the stuff that we're talking about and get more insights. And if you are a hardcore football fan, which I'm sure your listeners and watchers are, you will, you will hope that every other place has a Prime Vision broadcast. Sam, you're the man. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Thanks. Bye. Speaking of awesome – How about AG1? 
Gosh, I love AG1. You know why? I didn't like taking a pill every morning. I'd rather just drink water. And you just take a scoop of this stuff that has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Put it right into your water. Drink it up. It does everything. <clears throat> helps your gut health. Helps your immune system. Helps your energy. It's awesome. Um, love that it's lifestyle-friendly. Love that it helps for your gut health. And love that it's not a pill. I mean, I think a lot of you guys take multivitamins. You know the value of that. You should take Athletic Greens. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Ross. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Ross to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Tuck Stakes. Morning, Ross. We'll start with Rams quarterback Matt Stafford said on his wife's podcast that he is not retiring. Yeah. So a couple of things that need to be said here. First of all, this is our Labatt Blue take of the day because I got something to say about this. Presented by Labatt Blue Light, the pristine Canadian Pilsner, share Labatt with friends this football season. Don't know Matthew Stafford, haven't talked to him. I've talked to him before, but not about this. All I'm going to say is he has a lot of money tied into injury guarantees, okay? If you say I'm retiring, you don't get that money. If you try to continue your career, try to rehab, try to come back to play, you get that money. So what I would say is I will be curious to see whether or not we see Matthew Stafford play football again. I have no reason to doubt him, and I believe him when he says he's not retiring, but could be semantics there, right? Like, could be just, I can't say I'm retiring because I got to continue to rehab and try to get back on the field so that I get all the millions and millions of dollars that are guaranteed, fully guaranteed for injury. So him saying he's not retiring is not the same thing as him saying we'll definitely see him playing in an NFL game again. Tuck Stakes. Chargers cornerback J.C. Jackson was arrested for a nonviolent family issue. Well, I guess I like the fact that it was nonviolent. I mean, I don't know what the issue is. Never good when you're getting arrested. Never good when there's any type of issue, obviously. Um, You know, I never really know what to say about stuff like that, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't 
have any other information about it. I don't know what happened. And honestly, my first reaction, given some other stuff that's happened, was at least it's not violent. I don't know what that says. I don't know what that means. Tuck Stakes. Jaguars lose their left tackle Cam Robinson for the season while the Eagles activated Dallas Goddard from injured reserve. Huge news for the Eagles because Goddard is a stud. And if it is Gardner Minshew starting on Saturday against the Cowboys, they're absolutely going to want to make sure that they've got Goddard for Minshew to throw to because they had a great game together against the Jets last year. And that's a big-time blow for the Jags. I mean, Jags play tomorrow night against a really good Jets D-line, not having Cam Robinson. I think he's got a torn meniscus. That is a tough blow. They had been running the ball very effectively to Cam's side. That's tough. Tuck takes. Packers cut Sammy Watkins before their game, and he gets claimed on the waiver wire by Baltimore Ravens, who lose Devin Duvernay to foot injury at practice. I mean, are you kidding? The, the Ravens, like, you almost can't even make this stuff up ever, anymore. Devin Duvernay has been their best receiver this year. He gets hurt at a Tuesday practice? Seriously? Before week 16? I mean, I don't know what's going on with the Ravens, but that's not good. They had to claim Sammy Watkins. They had to get a guy. He's actually been there before within the last few years. So he kind of knows the offense. I don't know how much Sammy really has left, but at this point, it's like desperate times call for desperate measures for the Ravens. Tuck Stakes. Steelers legend Franco Harris passed away at age 72, three days ahead of his jersey retirement. This is awful. Uh, We record a little bit later on Wednesdays, typically 9 a.m. Eastern, and just saw the news about an hour ago. I'm going to that game Saturday night. It's the Raiders at the Steelers. It's the 50th anniversary celebration of Franco's immaculate reception. They're retiring his jersey that night. And I guess he just talked with some people and was interviewed by them yesterday. So, um, you know, I'm assuming over the next couple of days, we'll learn more about what happened. But 72 feels really young these days. And um, just the timing of it is incredibly um, disappointing, I'm sure, for everyone involved. Thoughts and prayers to Franco and his family. His son, Doc, actually went to Princeton with me and was my year at Princeton. We do give shout-outs at the end of every show. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, Vision Comics with an X, BackOfficeScheduler.com, and of course, MyFrontPageStory.com. It's not too late, guys. It's not too late. Or gals, MyFrontPageStory.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.